Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. This is Jeff T from the Club 520 Podcast. When it comes to your feet, eBay's got your back. When you see the blue check mark that says authenticity guaranteed, that means real experts are checking your sneakers. Every stitch down to the sole. They even smell them because nothing says fresh like the scent of real kicks. So kick back and relax. From the drop to your doorstep, eBay doesn't play games with your sneaker game. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay authenticity guaranteed. Visit ebay.com for terms. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. The volume. Hey, you. Listen up. The NFL season is rolling right along, and DraftKings, as an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is bringing you all the action and all the best deals. Look me in the eye. If you somehow have not signed up for DraftKings yet, well, I got a great deal for you. Download the app, use the promo code TBOB, T-B-O-B, and when you bet $5 on any NFL game, you get $200 in bonus bets instantly, which you can then go play with. But T-Bob, I love snaps, I love you, and I've already signed up. Well, guess what? DraftKings is taking care of all their customers throughout spooky season as you get game day sweeteners the entire month of October. So whether you're new, whether you've been around here for a while, DraftKings is the most fun place to play. It's taking care of you. Again, if you're signing up for the first time, promo code TBOB, $5 NFL bet, nets you $200 in bonus bets instantly. So let's have some fun! Watching the games this spooky season, DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for a problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort, Kansas. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 or older. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Yo, what's happening, everyone? What's going on, Amp? And what's up, everyone listening in the future? This is Snaps, your favorite daily college football podcast. I'm T-Bob Bear. He is Aaron Murray, and we would like you to cozy up, grab a drink. Maybe you're in the car. Turn your brain off. Forget about your financial worries, your mm. relational concerns, whatever's maybe frustrating you this day, and allow yourself to sink into the warm, comfortable pillow that is college football talk. Aaron, what's up, man? How are we feeling today? Doing good, man. Doing good. I know we're going to discuss this a little bit, but I'm still enjoying the the back and forth. God, Twitter's such a bad place of, the, of best place. The, the middle of arguments between Georgia and Auburn fans, uh, the middle of Texas and Oklahoma fans at the moment. It is it is quite entertaining. Uh, yeah, it's the best. Little, little, um, some stupidity along the way, but very entertaining. And of course you're doing well. You're spending a week at the lake with one less child. Your grandparents are watching the kids. You're golfing all morning with friends and family. Mm. I mean, yeah, uh, tough week over there, huh? It's been bad. It's been tough, man. Don't. I hope my wife doesn't see this because she thinks like I've been taking care of the baby like 24 seven. Like, man, like I'm letting my parents kind of live like their life what they usually do during the week. No and chance. Then, you know, they're watching them in the afternoons. <laughs> like, I played golf yesterday. Just got done with golf. 
uh, about an hour ago. Whooped Dan Mullen's butt a little bit. Took some money off Damn, him. Damn. Okay. I didn't mm. want to say it until you did. So uh, Snaps Official News, Aaron Murray kicked Dan Mullen's ass on the golf course today. Let's go, Dan. And took money off that man. Jeez. No, I didn't okay. take money. We didn't bet. We didn't gamble. But if Allegedly. If we were gambling, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a bloodbath. I birdied two of the first five, so it was a good day. Okay. Um, okay, that's enough of that. YouTube.com slash at volume snaps. Uh, 6K hit, 7K in our sights, guys. Okay, the road to 7K, then 8, then 9, then 10. And the only way we can do it to grow the show and show the volume that we should keep Snap going, you want to be there, is with you liking and subscribing. And our opening comment comes from YouTube. Swamp Donkey 8732 says, My nickname for Lad is Mahonky. Also, I agree with Aaron. The O-line is really holding the offense back at this point. I actually found some numbers mm-hmm. that talk about this. So we wanted to get into it. Uh, Gold's B. Jim, or Gold, excuse me, Gold's Bim says, my family calls him Lad McConkadonk. And uh, then one Shaquille Nine says, I call him Mac Honky. I, I I think mm. we're doing too much of the last. I think Lad Mahonky is the uh, the yeah, funniest. Uh, it's, it's you know, kiss method. Keep it simple, stupid. All right, on today's show, we're going to talk a little A and M Alabama. Uh, we'll get into the Texas OU war with Aaron. Continue to preview what is uh, one of the most exciting Triple R in about a decade outside of the Bollywood one. Um, I have a question for you, Aaron Murray, and and some of this came from I was trying to explore the differences between Michigan and UGA thus far. And I wonder, will Michigan be ready to play a full 60 minutes? We'll get to that a bit later. And then finally, LSU's defense is the literal worst in the Power Five. And I'll explain what I mean there. It is shocking. It is atrocious. It is awful. But let's start with the Texas A&M Aggies and Jimbo Fisher. Mm. How do y'all college station going to be going crazy this weekend, Alabama coming to town. Uh, Nick Saban, you should have had him two years ago in College Station. You let it slip through your hands. You should have had him last year with Jalen Milrow. You let it slip through your hands. And now you have another opportunity, Alabama. Down, you are seemingly up, as we laid out, I think, on this show, or at least whatever, sometime. Um, Bobby Petrino is... Even if he's not one of the top OCs of the country or anything, he is an unqualified success in the context of who A&M was and has been the last couple of years versus who they seem to be this year. Uh, But the question was posed, is Jimbo's job on the line this weekend, right? How much does this matter? What if Texas A&M does not win this game, Aaron Murray? How much hot water is Jimbo in? See, I'll, I'll, I'll phrase it like this. If he wins this game... And they go eight and four. He's still going to keep his job. If he loses this game and they go eight and four, there's a major question of if, if he keeps his job. Like that's how important this game is. Like this is a game that no matter no matter what the results at the end of the season are going to be. Like you can win this and still not make it to Atlanta. And I think fans will be like, well, they beat Alabama. He beat Saban that two of the past three years. I guess we'll keep him for another year and see if he can make it happen yeah. next season. It's like I think this saves a job. I don't think losing it necessarily says that like okay come monday morning there's there's even more discussions about him getting fired but i think if it's a snowball effect of all of a sudden you start losing a couple more down the line you lose to lsu you're once again an aim for football team that's a problem because i think you and i talked about this you know like a few weeks ago 70 million dollar buyout after this season mm-hmm. 60 after the next yeah 50 after the next like is mm-hmm. is 10 million 20 million dollars really that big of a deal for you to keep them for another two seasons i would say in the eyes of texas fans and all the money in that state probably not so if you're going to want to get rid of them there's not a real difference between this year and two years from now you're going to get rid of them now so i think this this is a game that saves his job if he's able to pull it off What's funny about this is, uh, once again, Aaron, we've been doing this too long together because we are simpatico. I literally wrote Jimbo's line, Jimbo's job isn't on the line. It just framed it a bit differently. I said it's not on the line because even if Jimbo loses this game, nine and three still feels very realistic. And if you go nine and three, you're not going to get fired. And what maybe sucks for AM fans in this regard is I don't think many Aggie fans have any belief 
that Jimbo Fisher will lead them to a championship, but he's also doesn't appear to be a complete disaster a la the five and seven year last year, right? And so what you end up entering is a bit of football purgatory, right? Where Jimbo is good enough to where you cannot justify paying the absurd price tag to move on, but not good enough to win a championship, stuck in a little bit of no man's land. Although, look, I don't know if that's completely fair. I mean, after last year, like I, we have seen if they, go nine and one in 2020, although yeah. 2020 is an asterisk year and yeah. it's hard to draw any major conclusions. Like mm-hmm. he's been close before. If you go nine and three, I would maybe have some hope that Jimbo could get you back to the top. Maybe, maybe next year. Uh, I would say no. Um, and and I would say eight and four is 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 it gets really interesting at eight and four because if you lose this game that's without an Alabama win, yes. If you're eight without and four, an Alabama, Alabama win, win, yes. If you if you, you know, lost Miami, you lose to to Alabama. Say you lose to Ole Miss and LSU, you're eight and four. You're not feeling good. And I do think there's there's more pressure. I think I think part of the issue too is there's pressure in the state. You know, Texas is is we've 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 done our mm-hmm. breakdown. And if you missed that, you know, make sure you go back and watch Monday's show because we did our, our top ten rankings. Uh, after this past weekend, Texas at at the moment's the best team in the country, and they're going to have an opportunity to prove it this week versus Oklahoma. We'll continue to break that down this show and tomorrow. But like now, all of a sudden, if you are aiming for Texas, is a playoff football team says to say Texas does win a national championship. I think that then knowing that they're coming into the SEC, that's going to be your team. You're going to be playing every single year. They already have the bigger brand in the state. You feel like you've made all this progress over the past decade that you guys haven't haven't played them. You kind of feel like it's all been for a waste, and now you have you don't have a championship to show for it either. And Texas does mm-hmm. or could, so I think all that plays into the discussion of keeping Jimbo, not keeping Jimbo. I was saying like, if you don't like him now, are you really going to give him two more years, knowing the buyouts like in your like in in, in a dollars and cents really? For that fan base and, and and donors, really not that big of a difference. Yeah, but if, what if, he, he if, if if you don't think he's going to win you a championship, and he's aiming for this year without the win versus Alabama, I'm not keeping him. If if I don't think he's going to do it, uh, I, I think you've hit on a very salient point, which is that uh, at a funny, wonderfully quirky college football is built on the petty hatreds of one group of people versus another. It would be Texas's success that could end up being the, um, the, the pressure mm-hmm. applied to the situation to make it crack. Like if Texas still suck, okay, maybe we can accept eight and four, but if Texas is out here going 12 and zero, yeah. winning the big 12, with dubs over Alabama and Tuscaloosa and Oklahoma, they're in the playoff. Well, then all of a sudden you got to go, mm-hmm. Jimbo, because we got to get better. It's very well, odd to it, think about. But it also I brought that up. Represented I brought that up about Billy Napier too at Florida, and 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 it's only year two for Billy compared to to Jimbo. But for Florida fans, I think there is more anger already about the situation they're in because Georgia is back to back national champs. Georgia's probably going to win the SEC again. And Florida State is a top five team and looks like they're going to win the ACC. It's like your biggest two rivals who you compete with. And then plus Miami and the States having a good year too. You feel like you're falling behind. And that's for these schools, it's unacceptable. Uh, especially because you're, I think the biggest thing is like you're recruiting the same type of players. Mm-hmm. Like Texas is recruiting the same guys as Texas AM. Yeah. And, and it's hard for me unless there's just an incredible amount of NIL difference between the two, and I really don't think there is, that a kid in that state wouldn't pick Texas over A&M. Austin, Texas, I'm sorry, Austin's a, a, a better town than, than than College Station. Texas has a bigger bigger brand. Um, facilities, I would say, are on par with each other. But Texas is still the big brother in the state. Like You don't want to fall behind them because then you, you want to talk about falling into a dark space you could fall into a dark space where your fan base starts kind of revolting on the entire program. Yeah. And really where the Texas Texas A&M rivalry gets, goes even deeper as compared to something like Georgia, Florida, uh, or Florida, Florida state is that like A&M, you know, literally ran away, like that went to a different conference, right? Like, mm-hmm. like tried to escape from little brothers, you know, from big brother shadow. And now even though big brother 
was an asshole and a drug addict and fumbled around for years and couldn't get his shit together. Well, guess what? The he's prodigal back. son returns and mm -hmm. all of a sudden he's sober. He's looking jacked up. He's life is moving in the right direction and he's moving back in. What's mm. up, little bro? He's gonna Tech's gonna walk in and take AM and just give him a fucking noogie. <laughs> <laughs> like all Aggie fans is gonna be that's crying. So true. So upset. It's so true. <laughs> it's so damn true. But, I mean, that is that is exactly what's gonna happen. But oh. if AM beats Alabama, then okay, then little bro says, Hold on, dude. I've been hitting yeah. the gym too now, dog. Don't mm -hmm. fuck with me. Don't rub my head, dude. Okay, I'm an adult now. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Who are you taking as a head coach right now, today? Who 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 is more oh, well, credibility? I would take because you don't take, like you don't like Sark at all. Like would well, you take Jim? No, 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 no. Time out. Shut mm, up, Aaron. Murray. You don't like Sark. I have no personal issue with Sark. Mm, He's never won ten games. He has a resume that was unimpressive, but. You know what I, I so I love biographies. Um, why am I blanking on the best bio? Oh, Walter Isaacson. Okay. I love his biographies. And he wrote the Ben Franklin one. And in that, Franklin talks about look, I, I you know, I never want to be the type of person that is so entrenched in my own beliefs that if I'm presented with objective evidence to the contrary of what I've stated, that I won't change my opinions. And so, yes. When Sark was winning nine games a year, his entire career at other places where people went in tens, he wasn't doing good. I was banging the drum that he sucks. If Texas finishes this off and they go undefeated and they play in the playoff and, and all these sort of things, well, then I can't still bang that drum. And so I'll accept that he's good. And, and I'm also someone that, using the evidence, believes that Jimbo is well past his prime. Whatever he had around 2013 in that run of Florida State dissipated a long time ago. Remember, he is objectively worse than Kevin Sumlin. So, no, you asked me that question today with all the evidence I have at hand, I would take Sark over Jimbo. I would um, too. I would too. But you know, I've I've been a more of a, a Sark believer than you have over the past couple of years, and uh, and now all that's kind of coming out. And hopefully, I mean, listen, it, this could be an interesting weekend for A and M. And 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 I don't want to sleep on on Oklahoma at all. Like Oklahoma's a good football team. Well, I want to get what, into that. Let's game. play this scenario out. Like, what happens if if A and M wins and Texas loses? Like, how do we view all of a sudden those two teams in that state? Ah, uh, and now we arrive at the best part about football because mm. ultimately all this shit has to be settled on the field. Yep. I don't care what it all looks like. I don't care what we all predict or talk about. It's one of the few areas of meritocracy left. It's it's the feelings that you get, even in that old. You know, I'm 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 ostensibly an LSU fan, right? And I'm in the bar watching with LSU fans. Watch that Ole Miss game. Is it infuriating during? Is it painful? Absolutely. Does it hurt afterwards? Mm -hmm. Yes. These immaculate vibes are just sucked out of the room. But you know what? It felt fucking good. The live action drama stress. I love Star Wars. The Ahsoka finale was incredible last night. None of it really comes close to what you feel when you're watching a big game with a team you really care about with narratives like that hanging in the air is Brent Venables better than Steve Sarkeesian did Oklahoma make the right choice whereas Texas did not is Texas finally going to be able to be back and just slap Oklahoma down and all of a sudden oh no no we are the big dog even though you spent a decade being the big dog can A&M continue to be like mm. like A&M has been better than Texas objectively for a decade and it may yep. not matter nope it may not matter you didn't want a championship you never exactly. won a championship you did never exactly. took advantage of it you never won a championship you never want to you never want a head-to-head battle Right, and they so, never played. No, and so you remember in uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory when Willy Wonka turns them into little digital bits and they fly mm -hmm. into the television. All of these narratives are hanging in the air while these games are going on and little digital bits. And then once it ends, <laughs> reality collapses and they coalesce into solid storylines. And we see that oh my God, Venables and. Oklahoma's awesome. Oh my God, Sark truly is back. Oh my God, Jimbo somehow turned around when nobody thought he could. You earn it on the fucking field. Well, this, and this that's is, why college this, football's great. This is the weekend, and I think if, if 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 there's a team that I have more faith in of the three, Oklahoma, Texas, Texas A and M, this is Texas's opportunity to really put a rubber stamp on we are back. Oh, bro, and Texas we're the will big be dogs. Number, they should be number one in the AP and coaches poll if they win this weekend. But, 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 Easy. but this is an opportunity to continue to separate from Oklahoma. 
Yeah. Um, because you have the better coach. You blew them out last year. You won back to back seasons. Uh, and then if AM loses to Alabama, you're kind of even flex your muscles even more. Like, like this is we talked about it yesterday. Like this is a, a more of a must win for Texas than it is Oklahoma. But it's also a dangerous situation for both AM and Oklahoma heading into this this into this game this weekend because you and I both know like Oklahoma recruits a lot of kids from the state of Texas. Yeah. Obviously, AM focuses on the state of Texas. Texas focuses like Texas could 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 take two, three, four steps ahead of both those well, universities okay, the in old- one given weekend. If I wanted to, and, and they could, I agree with you. Like this yes. could be a long, horny, wet dream by the end yes. of it. There could be so much that goes right for burn orange. But all only thing I'll say on the recruiting front is you can only get so many players. And I feel confident from some of the exercises we did over the summer where we looked at recruiting rankings and everything. Like, I think there's enough to go around no matter what. Like, even if Texas is clearly the best team, you still got enough talent to fund championship teams at AM and Oklahoma. I, that's yeah. my opinion. I may be wrong. I may be wrong. No, there but, are. But, but brand if wise, if there's, if there's a, a five star number one quarterback in the country, no doubt, you're, no you're doubt. going after him. I mean, where is he going right now? He's probably going to Texas. Uh, well, no, I mean, Arch is there, so maybe not, right? But, but, but I, yeah, I'm just kidding. I see yeah, your point. I know. I know. Um, ooh. Got me all hot and bothered thinking I mean, about every Texas, like Texas, yeah, everything be, that's going on. Texas could be, you know, puffing that chest out pretty big after this weekend if 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 all things go right. So, what is this Texas Oklahoma war that you're currently involved in on Twitter? Because from <laughs> where I sit, I win either way this year, this weekend, yeah. right? I mean, I shit on both all off season. You did. Um, some would maybe say that this means that I lose either way, but. I believe that life is a matter of perspective, so I'm going to prefer to see it as me winning. And whoever yeah. loses, I'm going to trade. I told you so. They suck. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Try to tell you. Uh, we'll just say that 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 we are doing a bit, and that I was pro Texas, you were anti Texas, and we kind of just you know did rock paper scissors to figure out which one was going to go for for the pro and the negative. Um, and that you were secretly down deep down inside a, a true Texas believer this offseason. Um, no, I would never <laughs> ever ever go along with that plan. That's the worst damn plan <clears throat> I've ever heard. I objectively thought, and maybe I still, I don't think I'm going to be proven right here because I think Texas is the best resume, but no, I objectively thought that Texas had a culture problem that was, that, that was impossible to overcome, or at least that Sark was not the guy to overcome. So so do you want to hear why, how I got in the middle of this Texas Oklahoma war? So, so, uh, Fox or ESPN or someone, I forgot who it was, tweeted out a graphic of the two quarterbacks, like comparing you know, Dylan Gabriel and, and Quinn Ewers. And I just he did it as well yesterday. Yeah. I quote tweeted and said, I'm taking Ewers in this. I'm interested to see what Dylan looks like against pressure. So then all of a sudden some Oklahoma fans start tweeting at me. Well, Dylan Gabriel is 51% against pressure this year. And Quinn Ewers is only 50% completion. Oh, I'm just like, I'm like, oh, that's the difference. But I never <laughs> brought up the fact of Quinn Ewers against the pressure. Like I wasn't making a comparison of, of the two. I was merely stating that I'm more interested in seeing what Dylan looks like going against a legitimate defense where he's not going to be able to just sit in the pocket um, because they haven't faced a great defense. Like Cincinnati is a good defensive line. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati, and I had their game last week, and the coaching staff told me to my face, like, yeah, we love our, 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 our two tackles, but we're very thin and inexperienced in the defensive backfield. So, like, I'll take pressure in my face if I know that my receivers are going to win one-on-one battles because I'll just throw it out there. I don't really yeah. care. Yeah, but but in the back of my head, now I'm facing Texas. Now only am I going to get pressure, I'm also going to have better DBs that I can't just win one on one consistently. At. Like it's a different beast. And for some reason, Oklahoma fans just couldn't get it through their school. That like, I like Dylan. I think Dylan's a good quarterback. I just am interested in the see because I don't think the offense line is very physical. If they're going to be able to hold up physically, time in and time out again against one of the best defenses in, in, in all of college football this season. So but. it's not hard to see why Oklahoma fans are feeling a bit insecure here, right? Yes. Because they've been the big dog, much like kind of the AM thing we were talking about. They've been the big dog for well over a decade in this series. Hell, throughout history, they've been a vastly more successful yeah. uh, college football program than has Texas. Um, they have better numbers this year. Uh, in fact, the ESPN matchup predictor, gives OU a 57% chance of winning, right? Uh, they got beat 49-0 to zero last year, which makes them very insecure. It's the most points that Texas has ever scored in the 118-game series. 
right? And here they sit and they're like, now hold on. We've been the big brother. We've been the main guy for years. And what now all of a sudden we're chopped liver. Like none of y'all think we can get it done. Even though our numbers are better. Even though Dylan Gabriel outranged Quinn Ewers in every single quarterback statistic, even though the team, you know, the computers think we're going to win. And, and so, yeah. And so Oklahoma fans are feeling the friction of they're, you know, looking at evidence that is confirming their worldview. And we're all sitting here saying, ah, but no, watch the film. And yeah. our eyes tell us Texas is better. So this is a big human versus robots game as mm -hmm. well here. As um, that's a, someone else kept saying, like, oh, you're just so you're you're way smarter than the numbers, Aaron. So like, you're just ah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, wow, we're gonna <laughs> yeah. get we're gonna get into like, why don't you put me up against a bunch of high school football teams and see what I can do compared to going on the road, you know, against Alabama and Tuscaloosa? Like, th you, there's going to be differences in the stats. Like, I'm sorry, like, th yes, th there is a human element to this that has to play a part of it, and then also a, just a fucking common sense element too. They've played a harder schedule. They and have. Like, and, and, and like actually a significantly harder. Uh, I wish I had the numbers in front of me. Somebody in the YouTube chat of my morning radio show today, actually Bilbo, a uh, proud you know, and loyal Snaps listener as well, um, him and Emil uh, got together. And I think it was Emil maybe found the numbers. But like I want to say Texas combined record opponents is like 17 and 9. Yeah. And nobody else is close among the top teams. Everybody else is like, well, under 500 if you're Michigan and Georgia or right at 500, maybe Michigan. Like everybody else's teams, like like barely any other op team's opponents have winning records, much less 17 and nine. Like yeah. there is no doubt. And, and then if, so if Texas wins against this weekend, then it's like, okay, they that, that's why they have to be number one yep. if they win this weekend. They need to jump Georgia, jump Michigan, jump them all because oh, like at a certain they point, the football has to matter. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates, to coaches play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals. JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older, and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco-alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one -on -one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people 
I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. We talked, oh, so we talked about the Texas wet dream. Let's keep wet dream Wednesday rolling right along, and let's look at it from the OU perspective. Look, OU needs revenge here. As I said, 49-0 to zero mm-hmm. last year. The defense was shit much better this year no dylan gabriel you got gabriel you i know you ain't about to let texas punk you Mm-mm. two years in a row so here's the dream scenario and this is a long-term dream for oklahoma fans you beat texas this weekend um so immediately bam suck it sark yeah. venables right guy suck it riley uh well, uh, venables can still be the right guy without winning this football game though, oh too. i agree i agree but i'm yeah. this dream scenario you yeah. beat texas you make you win the big 12 you make the playoff and then because of all this Dylan Gabriel beats Caleb Williams for the Heisman, mm. which again feels crazy unless they were actually to make a championship run. Then it could happen. And then, my God, give that sooner a cigarette because yeah. he's going to need one. They would, I mean, that is the ultimate dream for every Boomer Sooner I, fan out there. And I, and I brought this up about Texas yesterday. I was like, man, if Texas wins this game, like it, it's a clear path to the playoffs for him. And you could say the same thing with yep. Oklahoma. Like you yep. look at Oklahoma's schedule. If you win this game, you get UCF, Kansas, who, you know, we'll see if Jalen's back and healthy and, and what the back looks like. Oklahoma State, West Virginia. I don't want to hear your bullshit about it. It's still West Virginia. You get them at home too, at BYU and then versus TCU. Like for Oklahoma, if you if you can prove you can win this football game against an elite Texas football team. There is no you. You are your own worst enemy going forward until most likely you face Texas in the Big Twelve Championship game, and that's for that. This goes for both teams. Like this is this is your opportunity to make a statement to the country that you are a legitimate playoff team because you're not you're not going to get a lot more primetime games. Like for both teams, you are not going to get a primetime game where a lot of people are going to be tuning in to watch until the the Big Twelve Championship game. So that is a very good point that you made as well that we can't ignore in all this is this is probably matchup one of two yes. with these two teams, uh, which is kind of fascinating because that, and I've been on the losing side of this and it's awful. That says uh, that sets up the winning fan base with an immediate insecurity of what if we lose the second one? Cause I did it. I mean, I beat, we, I was on the team that beat Alabama regular season 2011 and then lost in the natty. But, but let me play this enough. If Texas wins and Texas is 12 and 0, Oklahoma's 11 1, Texas obviously has the better resume, just the regular season resume. No, shut up. If Oklahoma wins a Big 12 championship, they go easily. Not even close. Really? Get out of here. Full stop. Full stop. Mm. Not even close. Not even close. Not even close, dude. No, yes, that'd be ridiculous. We would have to. We would have to end college football if you didn't. Uh, sports have always been, and I get what you're saying, but sports have always been. What happens in the championship game? No, uh, no, the, no, the, 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 no. Bro, no. I remember when we when we faced you in 2012, 2011. It didn't matter if we would have won or lost that game. LSU was in the national championship. Uh, well, that's that's a kind of a diff. Well, but we're talking. about it's, it's a little a bit, bit of apples to oranges. Yeah, because like, no other team had a resume to jump us. If Oklahoma had if one it, loss and they avenged that loss in the Big Twelve Championship, they they should go. It's just crazy talk. Stop it. I'm not I'm not entertaining. So you're getting too mm. cute. You're up there in Lake Oconee. You got fucking lake air infecting your nostrils. You're feeling loose and happy. You're getting too cute. I just think Texas would have built such a brand of of they are the best team in college football. I think unless they would get blown out in that game in the Big 12 championship, I still still think Texas would get in. Then maybe you can make an excuse. And at that point, that both of them get in. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. You want to put both in? Sure. I don't think I think if Texas goes 12 and 0, it would be hard for me. To not have Texas in the playoffs unless Oklahoma blows him out in, in a big I game. Kind of loathe playoff hypotheticals. Okay. Because okay, a million things can saying. happen. Yeah. I'm just saying, yeah, sure. Put both of them in. I'm saying you can't keep Oklahoma out in that scenario, though. Um, 
I, okay, let's move on to the Big Ten. And, Aaron, there were some real interesting numbers uh, kind of comparing, and Bill Connolly did this, Michigan and Georgia. And what you see is that, okay, both teams have been bad against the spread this year, right, which mm-hmm. is normally the sign of a wobbly team. But in Michigan's case, it's it's they're one, three, and one, but it's because they literally only play the first 45 minutes. And then the starters come out and they chill for the fourth quarter. In Georgia's case, it's the inverse. They start really slow and they have to finish really strong, right? And 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 so we get like there are there are some interesting parallels here. Like, okay, for instance, Michigan in quarter one, they're outscoring opponents 42 to seven. In second quarter, it's 58 to six. Third quarter is 55 to zero. And then the fourth is 17-17. Interestingly, UGA, the exact inverse. Mm-hmm. 17-17 in the first quarter, 72-21 in the second, 63-7 in the third, and 41-20 in the mm. fourth. So mm. I um, like the second one better. Uh what? No, the second one is absolutely the sign of a more wobbly team. But that's not the point here. I'm not here to shit on Georgia. Yes, what do you mean? Yes, it is. Michigan's not 17-17 in the fourth because they're playing bad. It's because they've taken why, all the starters out. Why 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 do we why do we like Oregon more than USC right now. Teams with very similar um, skill yeah. sets, personnel, coaches. Because, coach, because, because Oregon can, win a, can, can play a four-quarter game. I no. do think at some point you have to prove that you can play a four-quarter okay. football game. Okay. Okay. And you can win the fourth. Okay. USC okay. has shown us they're a little vulnerable in the fourth. They're a little, so, a little soft. Through your red and black blinders, you have accidentally stumbled on to the question that I wanted to ask. Ah. I don't care about Georgia. I did want to ask this about Michigan, and it sounds kind of dumb, but will they be ready to play 60 minutes? Like, like yeah. truly, will they? Because they're not going to play a team that's even in the top 40 of S&P Plus until week 11. They go to Penn State. To Maryland is pretty frisky, and then Ohio State is home. Um, and 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 they are not just beating people, Aaron. They are demolishing people. How yeah. about this? Uh, a, a Michigan opponent has not run a single play inside the Wolverines' ten-yard line. Not a single play. Not one. I think Rutgers got to like the eleven, and then they had a false start, and then they got a sack, and then they had a kick and field. Not a single play uh-huh. inside the ten. Blake Corum. 24 carries in the first quarter, 20 in the second, 26 in third, four in the fourth. The guys only are playing 45 minutes. And so it's like, okay, you go two ways. Do you have fresh legs the first time you hit one of these fights? Or are you out of condition? Are you meant to we're gonna, we're gonna, you know what we're gonna do? We're 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 we're, we're, we're gonna start hearing what we've heard from Kirby Smart from 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 um hardball here soon. What what is what has Kirby Smart said for the past two years? Because Georgia's been in the same situation. Like they haven't had to play four quarters of football. Well, Monday through Friday is significantly harder than Saturday. Oh, we'll be fine yeah. because we grind so hard Monday through Friday. We'll be fine because we're doing good on good, you know, every single day of practice. And, and we make practice so damn hard that it doesn't really matter that our guys play 45 minutes instead of 60 minutes on a side. Like that's going to be their excuse. And, and, and it's worked for Georgia. It's worked for Georgia for two damn years. That if, if you can prove to us that you bust your ass so hard and you go good on good because it's a great defense. It's a great offense for Michigan. Mm -hmm. And if Mm -hmm. you have that type of practice mentality, you can, in their minds, overcome the, the lack of conditioning or mental fatigue of playing in a 60 minute ball game. Okay. Well, we're going to find out if that's true. You're going to find out if that's true because Michigan's going to have a few months of sleepwalking. Unless, you know, unless a random Illinois fight appears, but the Big Ten is so top-heavy and so bottom-shitty this year that I don't know. Um, I said it on... Minnesota, Indiana, Michigan State, Purdue. Yeah, I said it it on Rivals yesterday, but the Big Ten truly is the three-boobed girl from Total Recall, right? Mm. Three big, beautiful breasts, but just no Mm. ass to speak I would say like two and a half. Big beautiful breasts. I just no, dude. Give it to Penn State. You got to stop finding it. Penn State. No, they're 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 the redhead stepchild. You know, they're they're the ones that just are always like lurking there, but will never, never be to the other. And look, to be fair for our female listeners, uh, you could just think of three like big sexy balls as well. I know women just love a like two that are well groomed and one that's a little fuzzy. I think the fuzzy one's Penn State. 
I mean, that's true, right? I feel like I know women pretty well, not as well as you, Aaron, but girls love like balls, right? Just love them. I don't think so. Yeah, I think like I think they find think, all male genitalia like no, like, no, 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 not no, really no, appealing. No. From yeah. my experience, they they see some some big old You're testicles and get pretty fired up. <laughs> it really just gets them going. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if there's anything weirder than testicles, to be honest. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, sorry. Okay, let's get back to football. Uh, so we'll see with Michigan. LSU's defense is what I want to talk about next, and that's because look, do you can, do you want to talk about them? Do you? I can because I have to point this out. We can. Uh, th- I, there is a new. So the athletic does a defensive update every week, where all they look at is stop rate. And in a world where we have EPA and passing success rate and all this stuff, and I like all that stuff, stop rate is beautiful because it is easy to understand, and it's probably the single best number to indicate how a defense is doing. All stop rate is, is the percentage of time when your opponent gets the ball, what is the percentage of time that you're getting off the field without giving up points? Full stop. I don't care if they go 90 yards. If you get a pick, Mm -hmm. that's a stop. Okay. So if they punt, they turn it over on downs, or they turn it over, that is a stop. If they get a field goal touchdown, that's not. Right now. I remember last week we said going into Ole Miss that LSU is one of the only top 25 teams that like – I think they were the only one outside the top 100. I think they might have been the only one outside the top 50 in stop rate. So they were like already outlier bad. Then you saw what happened this weekend. Aaron, mm. the Louisiana State Tigers, a a school built on the legacies of Corey Webster, mm-hmm. Patrick Peterson, Glenn Dorsey, Tyron Matthew, Eric, Eric Reed. They are the literal worst team in the power five when it comes to stop rate full full stop Mm, entire power mm. five right now if you touch the ball and that lsu defense which used to strike fear to people's heart that defense is staring at you aaron you have a 67.1 percent chance of scoring lsu is stopping opponents and that's with grambling included they're stopping opponents 43, excuse me, 42.9% of the times. Um, and, 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 and so I want to play an exercise here just to really drive this up. And first off, they're 125th in the country. But I want to focus on the Power Five because this really s- s- nails the point. Like, think about the worst teams in the Power Five. Virginia, worse. Houston, worse. Nebraska, Michigan State, Rutgers, Pitt, Stanford, Cal, Florida, Vanderbilt. Hell, how about this? How about this? We talk about uh, USC. Make fun of them all the time, right? USC's got a stop rate of 70% compared Mm. to LSU's 42, nearly doubling them up. We talk about Colorado's offense being shitty. They're 80th, 59% compared to your 42. Mm. A&M, 72%. UGA, 78%. Michigan stops opponents 87.5% of the time, and you're out here at 42. Pathetic. Mm. And that's what Brady Cook and Luther Burden get to go against this weekend. Yeah, and uh, it's it, you just keep kind of I keep pinching myself because I look at the roster and I'm just like, okay, it's gonna click, it's gonna click, and it's gonna click. But at some point, for LSU fans, you just have to just understand what reality is. It's not clicking, and who you are right now is kind of who you are. And I had that Grambling State game. I remember being there in Baton Rouge, and and yeah, you won seventy two to ten. But Gramlin was moving the football on up and down. I mean, they had 163 rush yards, almost six yard average, 320 yards. It's Grambling State put over 300 yards, 300 yards on you. And 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 then I was like, you just start making excuses, like, well, they, maybe they weren't focused. You have to stop at this point. You have to stop with the excuses, and you just have to accept the fact that you're just not a good defensive team, no matter how many first rounders are on that, 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 that side of the football, it's yeah. not clicking and you're going to have to rely on Jaden to be Superman every single game. Well, and so ultimately this was kind of my point and bringing all of this up is that Brian Kelly, it's a bit of a make or break game for him in some ways, not in terms of being fired. You're married. We don't have, we're not a and LSU's not, they don't have the economics to buy him out or whatever. Um, but 
my point is Brian Kelly spent a lot of this week talking about how, you know, we're just so young and inexperienced in the second. He's been making a lot of excuses. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. A lot. He did it after uh, a lot of, he started making a lot of excuses. Not wanting to put anything on the coaches. Yeah. And, and when it's this bad, let's be clear. Players have culpability. Coaches have culpability. Recruiting misses. Bad luck. There's bad luck as well. I mean, it's awful what happened to Greg Brooks. Uh, Continue to pray for his recovery. Uh, it's all what happened to uh, Coach Lindsey, the D-line coach right before the season, right? So so it's a bit of everything. But my point is, they're out here saying, it's not coaches, it's the players, it's it's the secondary. But here's my deal. You can't be dead last in the Power Five when you have two returning All-Americans in your front seven. Yeah, Makai Wingo was the highest-graded interior defensive lineman last season while playing 30 more snaps than any other one. And he's back. Harold Perkins was a phenom last season, and he's back. Full stop. I don't care. You got those two players. You can't beat that last unless yep. the coaches are doing an awful job. And Matt House makes they have two a worse. They have a, a worse rush defense than Vanderbilt. He's, oh yeah, okay, exactly. Vanderbilt better stop rate. Matt House is one of five defensive coordinators that make two million dollars a year. Two million. Mm. Mm. And it's, so it's just a complete, it's a masterclass of failure. And if you lose in Como this weekend, which could happen, Yo, it could make happen. Mistake, you're four and five in your last nine with wins over a hapless Purdue and Grambling State. Mm. It's, it's, and then, and then, and then you kind of look around and you say, well, what was the point of it all? I thought going from O to Kelly was supposed to be, and that's where we get back to trading on uh, the prestige that an Alabama win gives you. Thank God, BK, and they did, so you don't take yep. this away. But BK should be thanking God that they got that two-point conversion in Tiger Stadium last year because without that, who knows where the temperature is right now because otherwise you're a 9-5 and five team. Um, or it may, yeah, that's, a, that's, that's the hard part because it's great to, to, to win that game versus Alabama. It's great to be in the SEC championship game against Georgia last season. But then you set the bar so high, and he started. I mean, no fucking. They got a championship offense. The expectations. I know, I know, I know. But he, but he said it all offseason. Colorado. He said it all offseason about the defense. He said, "Listen, this secondary is not what we are going to be." He started. He hinted at it, or like he he warned us. And I think, and and, and same thing. Like I've talked about this before with with George. Like Kirby warned us that this defense. Y'all are going to be praising us because we return all these guys, but like there are some key positions that I don't feel good about. And yeah. you think I'm lying because we've recruited well here, but like I'm telling you right now, I do not feel good about certain positions on this defense. And it's showing. And Kelly told us too. Like it, it was, and you kind of like laugh it off as a, as a fan or as an, you know, uh, you know, what we do with our show, kind of like, yeah, you know, he's just kind of, you know, preparing for the worst, but the worst ain't going to happen because they do have all these All Americans because they have, you know, Mason Smith back and Wingo and Harold Perkins and this guy and that guy. Like, oh, he's just make, he's just like not, you know, it's true. It's true. He told us we were fools no, but, by but, not listening to no, Brian no, Kelly. No, 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 Maybe not to this extreme. No, 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 no. Maybe not to this extreme. Exactly. Maybe not to this extreme. Do my best. Not to this extreme. I agree. If you would have believed or what, what what he was saying, then maybe like, okay, well, maybe they'll be middle of the pack. Maybe they'll be like the seventh, eighth best team in the SEC. That's fine. So I get, yes. But I I, I, I will thing, agree with you in the sense of like, this has gone too far now. Mekhi Wingo. This has gone way too far. Mekhi Wingo looks like a bad football player. Harold Perkins Harold looks Perkins like looks a bad football like player. Shell. He's, he's, he's played okay. He's the only one. Not he's, as good as he last year. You no, know, I'm saying him and Whit Weeks are the only ones that even said have a pulse. But yeah, not even close. So, so my point is, okay, the guys that you told me are going to suck, it's okay for them to suck. But I'm going to hold you accountable when the guys that have already been All-American come out yeah. here and look pedestrian, okay? Like Gocho says, Aaron, I'll lie for you before I lie to you, okay? And I ain't tell no lie. So all my point is, it's got to get better, and it's got to get better quick. God damn, I love Club Shay Shay as well, by the way. The 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 beast mode sit down with Shannon today is incredible. Um, glad to have him on the team, and I love Ocho, dude. We got to figure out a way of getting Ocho on our show somehow. Mm-hmm. Love to. That would be that would be sick. And the boss band. Um, hey, guess what kicks off today? Forty days of football. Ooh. 
from today Ooh. on, uh, we will have because I believe the Sun Belt Wednesdays start up tonight, and then obviously we have matches on Tuesday. AAC uh, is a new deal where they're gonna have some games. I'll be on some of those games. Oh wow, uh, Brumley said fifty days. Uh, we should do a Josh Hartnett fifty days and nights challenge. No climaxing till we have a day without football. You in? No, no, no. I haven't seen Sharon in four days. It's happening tomorrow. Oh snap! What what do you what what do you do? You give her a little, give her the purr. Hit her with the <laughs> purr. Oh god. You kind of sound like a Wookiee a little bit. That's what I do. Yeah, that's what I do. That's the sound for later. That's that's that's, <laughs> that's after. Is that at the finish? Wow, yeah. sounds so weird. Um, <laughs> speaking of climaxing, you think Urban Meyer is going to be Michigan State's next head coach? Oh my God! How do you go from from a coach that did what he did to a you know, Urban yeah. Meyer and some of his off the field shenanigans. You can't, uh, you can't do it. You, you just can't. can't. Uh, you need yeah. to bring in someone that's squeaky clean. Squeaky yeah. clean. Squeaky clean, indeed. Hey, uh, speaking of squeaky clean, you know, Urban, Urban back to Florida. Uh, yeah, that's that's kind of interesting. It's the old big cat meme, right? Sometimes mm -hmm. go forward, you got to go back. Yeah. Um, what was it? Uh, you know, what was squeaky clean fun? Did you watch that Toy Story game on Sunday? I did not. It's actually awesome. I would say put the kids in front of it and, and it's on it's on Disney Plus now and see if they like it. Like my daughters are like legitimately hyped for it. They they were loving nice. it. It didn't they didn't last the whole game or anything, but, yeah, like, but maybe, maybe like, like a quarter of it would be fun. They have like the crane spotting the ball. They have Slinky Dog as a first down marker. Virtual Booger was awesome. Very cool. Very cool. All right. That'll do it for today's snaps. Um, thank you all for hanging out with us. YouTube.com slash at volume snaps. Uh, por favor, hit the like button, subscribe. And then, um, yeah, it helps us, man. And then you can just Google snaps podcast, which love to report the podcast killing it over a year ago. So thank you. Please continue to share with your friends. And, um, yeah, a massive thank you to Pat Gunther, Ryan Brumley, Danny Cardenas, Chris Tran, Christian Hunter, and Adam Gracia for, uh, everything they do here on the squad as well. But the biggest of all, thank you to all of you who listen and share and spend your time with us. Do not take that light. We love you. Aaron, enjoy the lake life, and we'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of Snaps. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.